Horror of the Ohio returns. This October, Madison's premier horror festival is back for two days of terror, including year two of our International Film Fest featuring original short and feature-length horror films, a special showing of the hit classic Army of Darkness, Groovy, a nightmare on Main Street, a costume prom with bar and DJ, plus trivia, costume contests, and plenty more. So face your fears and join us October 20th and 21st at Madison, Indiana's historic Ohio Theater. Tickets on sale now. Find us on Facebook at Horror at the Ohio. to the Who Are You Know podcast. I am Ian. I'm Ian. And I'm Trent. What was that look he just shot me? my mic been dropped? What's going on? Why is it dented? It is dented. On both sides. See that? Oh, my God. Trent, Apparently, what have you done with these? Just Drop, just, dropping the mic. It's you know. just your breath. It'd be kicking over there sometimes. I guess so, right? man. I just, they smell like shit. I assumed it was from <laughs> being shoved up Trent's house. Breath be kung fu fighting over there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel weird tonight. We're in like we're back in my garage. Persinger Palace. No means. Where the hell's means at? He'd like No means to an end. And then I'm like sitting on this side by myself and you guys are over there. I feel like I'm interrogating you You're guys over or there. Yeah. In my defense, interviewing you, I never leave your garage. So it means not being here is bad news. What the good news is, is unlike our last episode, this time we do have Old Smokey. Smokey. Yeah. Your segue game is unmatched, I gotta say. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> what happened to you? Did you get lost in the sauce? Yeah, you did. I was just in awe of his of his segue. They're flawless. You want to do another one? I didn't I didn't chime in. What are we I drinking, guys? The moment's gone. <laughs> just a little shot of... Uh, Oh, Smokey. See, we didn't have it last week, so we had to say it twice yeah. this week to catch yeah, up. Twice. So That's right. I like the out. way you think, man. Yeah. Making up for it. I'm not sure I like the way you think. <laughs> what flavor you all got? We all got the same thing. We this all time? have the same, same flavor thing. tonight. Unfortunately, it's a little warm, but I assure you it still goes down smooth. <laughs> warm and creamy. <laughs> that's right. If I could think of a better combination than warm and creamy, I don't know. Yeah, that's how she likes it. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> Warm and creamy, Ian Torrance. Uh, to Please what? don't ever call me. To, uh, <laughs> I don't know. You're the host. Hmm. The host with the most, giving the toast. To Come means. on. To tacos. To, to tacos and means. Yeah. To means smothered in tacos. I think I could reach you. Clink. Clink. Okay. Sorry. You know, I had a walking taco earlier, so it's Did funny you really? that you toast the tacos. Yeah. Nice. That's pretty good. good. That's pretty good. Well, after tonight, I'm going to have a crawling taco. <laughs> In case anybody's wondering, you just had we... Taco Bell. So well done on the toast, oh, too. Uh, you did just I have did. Taco Bell. I completely well, forgot. that's crazy because we are here tonight to talk about Henry Louis Wallace, aka 
Lewis Bad Henry Wallace, aka <laughs> whatever it is, did you notice his voice? <laughs> Lewis Bad Henry Wallace. That's right. Lewis. What was Bad the first Henry. name? The first name was his regular name, Henry Lewis Wallace. His regular name? Henry Lewis Wallace. <laughs> yeah, and then goes, it was goes, Lewis Henry Wallace was the nickname. He goes by a couple of names, yeah. So uh, he just flipped that shit? Henry Lewis Wallace. I don't think he chose the second one or the third one. Henry Lewis Wallace, what's your nickname? Lewis Henry yeah. Wallace. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. In the flesh. Excuse I me. will tell you. Bad Henry. <laughs> the Bad Henry part comes from the fact that... Uh, he claims that Bad Henry is his like dark passenger, like Dexter. Hmm. Like an alter ego. Yeah. So that's what he calls that. Dark Henry. Bad. Bad Henry. Henry. <laughs> uh, you said dark passenger. I'm sorry. <laughs> dark Henry. Well, funny you mentioned is it because that. Because he's a dark skinned uh, fellow. I didn't even know he it's was. Kind of racist. I think I he did. did. I didn't uh, know I that. I think he did. I did not know that. Mm. We did not talk about Don't that. Don't backstep now. <laughs> So anyways, We're gonna edit this out, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, you no gotta way. keep that in. Henry Lewis Wallace, aka Lewis Bad Henry Wallace, aka the Taco Bell Strangler. Oh my God, you were serious? Yeah, very. I was serious. joking when I said the Taco Bell murder. Yep, <laughs> the Taco Bell Strangler murders your intestines. So this is two fast food themed true crime stories from Ian Wells. I, mm-hmm. I sense a theme going on here. Got- the BK Killer. Next well, week's got- gonna be the case of the Hamburglar, and. Uh, <laughs> Stealing the crown jewels and now, next time it's gonna be the Kentucky Fried Chicken Killer. <laughs> Mayor McCheese. You guys know I'm a foodie, so this this fits in. And I'm a true crime buff, so I just it's funny that there's more than one fast food true crime story out right. there. I'm trying to find them all, Sean. <laughs> Bringing them all to the whore, you know. And if podcast. you can't find them all, you'll make your own. That's right. Well, so the Taco Bell <laughs> Strangler. Okay. Yeah, the Taco Bell Strangler, Henry Lewis Wallace, was Born November 4th, 1965, in Barnwell, South Carolina. Talk about strength. Yeah, it's killing you, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a great marketing. Like, why is Taco Bell not <laughs> capitalizing on this? Probably, like, keep him as far away as possible, please. He'd be a good spokesman. Yeah. <laughs> him and the hamburger, I'm telling is you. He, they, yeah. Has he been deemed that? Is that literally a name? It's they literally, call it? like, if you... Google the Taco Bell Strangler. He's going to be the first person that pops up. <laughs> and I will... Later on in this story, you will understand why he's called the Taco Bell Strangler. I have a pretty Seriously? good idea right now, but... <laughs> What's I mean, your, just go ahead and give me your idea right now. Strangle, strangle people at Taco Bell? <laughs> no. Actually, no. Okay. Well, now I'm intrigued. <laughs> See, I'm picturing people just getting How out of a Taco a Bell and a guy waiting in the bushes. <laughs> I just imagine you're going through mm, the drive Can't wait to eat this chalupa. <laughs> or you come back in to complain like, hey, man, I asked for no fucking lettuce on my taco. <laughs> I was thinking more like you're in the drive through and Simpson you're waiting style. for the yeah. for the window to open instead of them handing you your food to hands. <laughs> <laughs> just wrap around your neck. <laughs> How dare you order these chalupas? Can I get some Ooh. hot sauce? <laughs> I got to say, oh my God. before we get any further with this. The taco, I can't stop laughing. I'm sorry. The taco. I want to apologize out of the gate because in my mind, I have the giggles. Anytime we do true crime stories, I'm always like, we gotta just you know be respectful. Right. We don't want to cut up as much. But goddamn, the Taco Bell yeah. strangler. Okay, we'll people. try and be on our best behavior once we get into the meat of the story. If you know what I'm saying, the taco meat. Uh, but the Burger King creeper. <laughs> okay. the- if you're not new here, you you know that we're. 
bit of a comedy podcast too. So yeah, well, we joke around a little bit, but also, when we make jokes, it's not about the victims or the killings themselves. Not to bury the lead, but what what era did this take place in? I know you're about to tell uh, us. But... Early nineties. Okay, that's not that far off. So we need to. It feels like. Yeah. Why is the name Taco Bell Strangler so funny to me? Maybe it's because you live right by Taco Bell. <sighs> Ooh, I'm the new Taco Bell. It's hard to make it hard to fall asleep tonight. Yeah, uh, the Popeyes Prowler. The <laughs> believe it was between 1990 and 1996. I want to say the McDonald's Mauler. <laughs> Ooh, maybe that might be next. <laughs> the McDonald's Mauler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, Culver Castrator. Oh my God. Castrator! Oh God! <laughs> Jesus, I'd rather be hit by the. McDonald's Mauler. <laughs> okay. Wendy's whack job. Oh my okay. god. <laughs> that sounds dirty. <laughs> yeah, it sounds real dirty. Oh no. <laughs> Trent, that's the fourth time you've gone to Wendy's today. <laughs> it sounds like one of the uh pornos that Henry liked to watch. Yeah, we'll get we'll get talking about, talking about Henry, you're talking about bad Henry. <laughs> bad Henry, you're right, you're right. We'll get it we'll get more into that though. All right, we got it's our not dark Henry. Hopefully we got our dumb jokes out of the way. Probably, probably not. not. But, we'll uh, see. We'll, we'll let you talk a little bit now and tell the story. <laughs> I give it about 15 seconds until I think of the name Taco Bell Strangler again. Yeah. I'll try not to say that too much again. It's too late. Yeah. You opened Pandora's box. Yeah, I just want you to think about it. But once I get... Oh, my God, wait. This could not have come at a better time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Corey... Corey Oakland just texted me inside Taco Bell. Oh my God. Wait, warn him. Wait, warn wait. Him. <laughs> Guy next to us was talking really loud to his friend about how he just got out of prison and did 15 years for manslaughter. <laughs> oh my God. And then he'd do it all over again. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm God. just trying to eat my take Taco Bell. <laughs> what is going on? What are on? the odds? Yeah, what's strangling him? Yeah, he, he started popping his knuckles really <laughs> aggressively. I got a feeling somebody's talking about me tonight. Man, Corey, right. we we love you, buddy. R.I.P. Yeah. Corey, I assure you, is not Henry Wallace. He's definitely still sitting on death row. That we know of. That, yeah, he you're right. That we know he of. did say he just got out of prison. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah. Though. He didn't say he was let out. He just said he, he got, got out. out. Wow, I'll do it again too. That's wild. Better not be tomatoes on this. Corey, thank you for that. You can't make that shit Universe up. is speaking to us. You had a walking talk at the end, had Taco Bell. Corey's at Taco Bell with a ex About to be strangled. About to be strangled. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Don't worry, Corey. We'll tell your story if anything happens to you tonight. Yeah, tune in next week for That's the rest right. of the story. <laughs> okay. All right. Bring it So down. Henry Lewis was the son of Lottie Mae Wallace. Um, he grew up in a low-income household. Lottie was verbally and physically abusive to Henry. So seems to be the theme. Yeah, he's another one that had mommy issues, but his seemed to be pretty legit because from what I've read and what I watched, he's uh she was pretty terrible to him. So she uh like strangled him in a Taco Bell terrible or Well, she pretty much resented his existence and he spent a great deal of his childhood trying to win his own mother's love. Wallace shared a home. Play a burrito, mama. Yeah. <laughs> She'd always throw burritos at him and beat him with them. So I developed a hatred of Taco Bell. With a chicken quesadilla right on the head. Stupid kid. Yeah, chicken quesadilla, no sauce. Wallace shared a home with his older sister, his mother, and his great-grandmother. The house had no plumbing or electricity. 
Wallace's mother was very strict and had little patience for her young son. She also did not get along with her mother, and the two argued constantly. Lottie worked long hours at a full-time job in the textile mill, but still the family had very little money. To add to his childhood struggles, when Henry outgrew his clothing, he was given his sister's hand-me-downs to wear. When Lottie felt the children needed to be disciplined, and she was too tired to do it herself, she'd often make Wallace and his sister get a switch from the yard and whip each other. Can you imagine not only dressed like, what if you were in Taco Bell and there was, maybe this is what started it. A man in a dress strangles you to death. That's not how I want to go. Well, actually. You know, that kind of gives me uh, Gertrude Banizuski vibes too. Like, remember I told you all, like when she was just too tired or not feeling like doing it herself, she'd make her daughter do the Hmm. disciplining. So it kind of gives me those vibes there. Uh, Wallace, he attended Barnwell High School when he got a little bit older, and he became a cheerleader after his mom refused to let him play football. But despite his, uh, or despite his troubled home life, Henry had lots of friends, he was very charismatic, and he was a member of the student council. Hmm. But even though Henry appeared normal in high school, there were signs of a troubled past. Henry started uh, collecting hardcore porn magazines and often fantasized about violent sexual acts. Now, what do you consider hey, why is that, hardcore? Why is that troubling? Uh, is anyone uh, <laughs> like at asking early, for a friend? Like at an early age, like picture like a fourteen or fifteen year old kid, like he's already into like uh, bondage and that kind of stuff. And then here's the real uh, disturbing part about it: not bonding with people, trying a different kind of bondage. Oh, yeah. Here's the real disturbing part about that is. He strongly fixated on the part about using restraints and what he called himself knockout pills. Oh, yeah. I mean, at 15? Yeah. Oh. Ish. Uh, So with all that, like, distracting him, Henry didn't exactly do well academically in school, but he still managed to graduate. After graduating in 1983, he attended one semester at South Carolina State College and one semester at a technical college. He also worked part-time as a disc jockey for a radio station, and he favored this over going to college. But unfortunately, he was fired from his radio job after he was caught stealing CDs. Henry. I know. Hopefully it wasn't on his day off. In 19- You got fired on your day off? <laughs> I knew you were going to <laughs> You doing trying to build a clubhouse? <laughs> you got me on camera stealing no motherfucking boxes. <laughs> in 1985, he married his high school classmate, Moretta Brabham. In addition to becoming a husband, he also took on the role of stepfather to Brabham's daughter. He then decided to join the United States Navy. While in the Navy, Henry was praised for his hard work and did everything he was supposed to do. But he also did some things he wasn't supposed to do, like crack cocaine. <laughs> because cocaine is a hell of a drug. I'm laughing at the faces you're shooting at me for saying. <laughs> I only know cocaine's a hell of a drug because he and Torn stole me, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Him and Rick James used to get down back in the day. I still do. He still does. I don't get back up. At least he admits it. You know me. Fellas, when I get knocked down, I get up get again. Up again. Mm-hmm. You'll never keep me down. <laughs> My back, man. Yeah, you can't keep a good man down. Can't, can't keep, keep a crackhead down either. Can't keep a good dog down. So, 
whether you all believe it or not, his uh, crack cocaine addiction would be the beginning of his downward spiral. No. I know. I know. It's shocking. Very shocking. Mm-hmm. Well, not that mm-hmm. shocking. Trina, you shocked? No. Not shocked. Stop putting your Are finger you in the light bulb. At least. Are you stunned? That crack would make him want to strangle people at a Taco Bell. Um, Wait, man. We didn't say he started <laughs> strangling people. We, he just. Uh, all right. I jumped the gun. I'm sorry. He was spiraling out of control. But you're not too far off the mark. It did start his criminal enterprise. Maybe not enterprise. I'll say criminal enterprise. Streak. Yeah, his criminal streak. <laughs> because to pay for the narcotics, he began burglarizing homes and businesses. He was served uh, with burglary warrants while stationed in Washington for crimes in the Seattle area. In January 1988, he was arrested for breaking into a hardware store and later pled guilty to a charge of second-degree burglary. The judge sentenced him to two years of probation, but he blew off most of his mandatory meetings. In February 1991... <laughs> in February 1991... Nobody taught him the definition of mandatory, did they? Yeah. He, this guy lives up to his name of Bad Henry. Yeah, he everything. <clears throat> ain't, ain't a good Henry. So, pause there. Let me ask you all this. He says that uh, he there's good Henry and then there's bad Henry. Do you all believe that stuff? Because with a lot of serial killers, they still have like a dark side to them that they feel like takes over and they don't have any control over. Do you believe that or do you think it's a cop-out? Uh, honestly, I do believe that. I don't know if I believe that every one of them experienced that, but um, I think it's – I'm kind of with Ian. I th- I'm kind of both because I do believe that they have – I mean, split personalities, or what's it called now? Like BID, dissociative identity, identity disorder. Like it's yeah. a thing. People have that, but at the same time, I do feel like sometimes people like Henry use that as a justification for their actions. It's one right. thing if you're using it in a way of, um, if you're explaining, <clears throat> for example, if you're saying something to the extent of. You're normally one way, but then you do something. You're like, look, I can't help at this. Other side of me just takes over. But if you're if you're owning it, it's one thing. But if you're using it as a crutch, as an excuse, like, well, it's not my fault because I just have this. Then yeah, I I think you're definitely that. To me, becomes the cop out answer. Yeah. But if you're owning up to it, like, oh, I've got this dark side to me, and I'm you know I don't know how to control it. Then yeah, I believe that. Yeah, and I will tell you all, like, I believe him when he says it because. If you do listen to any of his interviews, which I recommend you do, like there's a bunch of videos on YouTube that you can check out. Uh, he sounds very much like he's just all there and he's being very forthwith when he's talking about this stuff. And he's not like trying to like deny anything. He was quick to admit his crimes, but he just says that he had this dark side to him and... Uh, when he was in that mode, he said he felt like he was invincible. So he said Bad Henry was just stronger, and the stronger one takes over. He's hmm. the leader. Interesting. Yeah. In February of 1991, Henry broke into his old high school and the radio station where he once worked. He stole video and recording equipment and was caught trying to pawn them. In 1992, he was arrested for breaking and entering. Due to his near-perfect service record, Henry managed to get an honorable discharge from the Navy when his criminal activity came to light. Shortly thereafter, his wife divorced him. Now, 
I threw this in there just because I don't want people to think that she just divorced him because his criminal activity came to light. They were having problems before that because it's reported that she ended the sexual relationship with him early on in the relationship because he was too aggressive. She You're said, bad, Henry. You're Henry. real bad. Yeah. Can't control him. She said that having sex with him reminded her of a time in her life when she was actually raped herself. Oh. Yeah. So she di- she ended the sexual part of their relationship early on, and then she divorced him after the rest of the stuff came to light. Same reason why I had to end it with Trent. I can't help it. It's, it's bad Trent. Mm-hmm. Bad Trent. <laughs> Takes over. <laughs> bad Trent. In November of that year, he relocated to Charlotte, North Carolina, where he found work at several fast food restaurants. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Fast food. Yeah. <laughs> Would one of those fast food restaurants happen to be Taco Bell? Dun, dun, dun. Yo, Keto Taco Bell. Oh, shit. So, let me uh, look back here. It was 1992 when he was first arrested for burglary, but... His first uh, murder actually occurred in 1990. Nobody just knew about it yet. So, hmm. yeah. Let's talk about the murders, which actually began in 1990. Because in early 1990, Wallace murdered Tashonda Bethia in his hometown of Barnwell. He dumped her body in a lake. Her corpse was not discovered until weeks later. Henry Wallace was questioned by the police regarding her disappearance, but was never formally charged in her murder. He was also questioned about the rape of a 16-year-old Barnwell girl, but again, he was not charged. In May of 1992, Henry Wallace used a rock to kill Sharon Nance. Sharon Nance was a 33-year-old drug dealer and prostitute, and uh, he killed her after she demanded to be paid for sex. Nance had a long criminal record, but her family remembers her as a kind, generous sister and daughter who was known to draw, write poetry, and she cared deeply for her son. All right, well, we just had sex. I'll take that payment. You'll take that what? <laughs> God! He's got a lot of goddamn nerve asking me for a payment. As Trent said, Homer Simpson style. <laughs> Why, you little... Got who she thinks she is. Helene Warnos. Oh, wow. Don't go there, man. I'm so sorry. Don't go there. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you're going to have Trent fighting people on the internet, <laughs> on the internet again. No, I mean, that's 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 awful. It is. JK, I'm sorry. She just needed, She just wanted her money. I mean. Yeah. You deserve, I mean, to, you deserve to be paid for your services well, yeah, no matter I mean, what your job is. An agreement was made. Yep. So, you got to pay up. But apparently... Apparently, he wanted to give her the 10 finger discount. <laughs> wow. Damn. I can't stop, and I'm sorry. Oh my God. Bad Ian. <laughs> Bad Ian. Bad, Bad Ian, indeed. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so, sorry. I'll go wait outside. I'm going to rewind real quick. Did, did anyone get charged for those murders that you said he committed in like 1990? Not yet. Not yet, like today or not yet. You haven't told told us yet. Like not yet, we haven't got there yet. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you're fine. That's fine. I was just curious how he slipped under the radar each time, even though he was questioned. Yeah. But I'm sure you'll get to it. Are you sure? I'm sure. I will get to it. But in June 1992, 
Henry rapes and strangles 20-year-old Caroline Love in the apartment she shared with Henry's girlfriend at the time. Henry even helped file the missing person report with police. Love's body was recovered, or wasn't recovered, until about 21, 21 months later after Henry's arrest. Dang. Love was going to school and worked fast food jobs to get by. What was her name? Her first name? Her first name was Caroline. Ah, not to be confused. <laughs> Caroline. You know, I heard that she's the reason for the word bitch, actually. <laughs> Just the song. How many of those truly have you had over there? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Roses do this man like ooh, ooh, ooh. Nothing. We're cutting all this out, right? <laughs> Absolutely not. It's all staying in. Yeah. The views of Ian Torrance are not those of the whole you know podcast. <laughs> oh, she crash, crash into a ditch. Yeah. Just playing. Not the same Caroline, but she is from the south like that Caroline. Okay. I was, I was, I was You're close. I was 60-50. Yeah. That was Almost. June 1992. <laughs> not even a whole year later, in February 1993, Henry Wallace rapes and strangles Shauna Hawk who was also a 20-year-old student, uh, and she was found floating in the bathtub of her family home. Damn. Yeah. Here we go. Wallace was Hawk's supervisor at Taco Bell and attended her funeral. In March 1993... nerve! I know. It gets worse, trust me. Sorry. In March 1993, Hawk's mother, Dee Sumter, and her grandmother, Judy Williams, founded Mothers of Murdered Offspring a Charlotte-based support group that for parents of murdered children. In June 1993, Wallace rapes and strangles 24-year-old 20, 20, Aubrey Spain. Spain was also an employee who worked with Henry Wallace at, yes. T-Bell. Taco Bell. Yeah. How you going to have the nerve, the goal, to show up this woman's funeral? So it sounds right? like so he's the manager at this point. Right? Yeah. Sounds like he's like hiring all of his potential victims now. I just think it's fucked up just, to go to the funeral as they're just like, oh no. The we police, gotta keep the police said that she was drowned. Oh, she was strangled, trust me. <laughs> no, the police said oh trust me, she was she Maybe was he's strangled. trying to keep his no. image, you know. He just like You say it's fucked up that he went to her funeral and I agree. But the thing that's like really scary about Henry Wallace is most of his victims he was actually like friends with. Well, that's what I'm saying. They all sound like they're co-workers mm-hmm. or people that he was the boss of. So yeah. That's pretty pretty and, messed up. And you don't expect to lose your life. You know, I like you. You trying to hang out tonight? <laughs> I You're like hired. You. <laughs> God. Yeah. We joke, but it's terrible. It is terrible. You don't expect to lose your life to somebody that you trust. Actually, I expect that every night I hang out with you. Oh, well, that's fair. It's going to happen. <laughs> I accept that. <laughs> August 1993, Henry Wallace rapes and strangles Valencia Jumper, a 21-year-old computer science major who is friends with his sister. He sets fire to Jumper's apartment to make it appear she died in an accidental blaze. Jeez. Yeah. And get this. She wasn't even in the apartment. Henry would later attend her funeral as well, along with his sister. He was the deacon of their church. (laughs) He gave the eulogy. Yeah, like, can you imagine how disconnected from reality you have to be to be able to just murder somebody and attend their funeral like nothing happened? See, that to me sounds like something that's way more 
sick and twisted than just like a second personality or a dark version of yourself. Like that's pretty psychotic stuff right there. Yeah, it is. I can't imagine, man. Because, I mean, you're at their funerals, you're probably hugging on people and crying with them and stuff, and it's just like, how could you, I don't know, that's just, mm-hmm. that's You don't have to go crash funerals like Will Ferrell on Wedding Crashers. <laughs> damn you, Walter! <laughs> oh, damn you. September 1993, Henry Wallace rapes, strangles, and stabs 20-year-old college student Michelle Stinson. And he stabbed her in front of one of her two young sons. She was another friend of his from Taco Bell and was studying to become a graphic artist. February 1994, Henry Wallace rapes and strangles 25-year-old Vanessa Mack in her West Charlotte apartment. Wallace met Mack through her sister, who worked with him at Taco Bell. So we're what, about eight murders in now, roughly? Six or eight? Um... And these are all people that he either has hired or worked with at Taco Bell or friends with people that he works with at Taco Bell. Hmm. That's the fifth one so far. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was way off. But Five out of 11. 11? Dang. 11, yeah. So, like, is is, I mean, and if you get into it, I'm sorry, but is there not any sort of theme or like connection being developed amongst like the investigation like obviously all these people are connected to this taco bell in some way shape or form is no one connecting these dots yet no one was connecting the dots nobody's expected uh henry because he was supposed to be these people's friend well even if he wasn't suspect number one i would think that anyone investigating could draw a line back to four of the first victims are from taco bell Hmm. like (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like yeah. two or three of them work there, and then the other ones all new people or related to people. What do you think, Gab? Should we go question him? Nah. Uh, but then here's the thing too: button. is uh, his crime scenes? They said were like unusually clean. Like most of the crime scenes they went to, it looked like nothing had been disturbed. And other than the fact that there was a dead body there, the well, yeah, he was a really good manager. He kept the cleanest Taco Bell. I was gonna say you work at T Bell, you you used to clean it up. Messes. Oh, my God. (laughs) In the bathroom. God. Um, Let's see. August 1993, Henry Wallace rapes and strangles. Okay, we already did Belicia Jumper. Yes, because that was quite the name. Okay. So we're on uh, September 1993. Henry Wallace rapes, strangles, and stabs 20-year-old college student Michelle Stinson front of one of her two young sons. She, did we ever talk about that one too? I think that was the last one you said, this, the one with the sons, yes. Okay, okay. So we're on now to Vanessa Mack. We have not talked about her yet. Okay. February 1994, Henry Wallace rapes and strangles 25-year-old Vanessa Mack in her West Charlotte apartment. Wallace met Mack through her sister, who worked with him at Taco Bell. He told others he fell in love with Mac and adored Mac's four-year, four-month-old daughter, who was left on a couch nearby during her mother's killing. Hmm. Yeah. Now that's messed up to involve a child like that, but I assure you, so it he, does get worse. Is he like? Is he dating these people? Is he getting? Is he following them home? How's he getting close to them? How's he getting in to their apartments and killing them? Uh, he was either friends with them from work, or some of them were his sister's friends. 
Well, that's what I'm saying though. Like, so they're just why didn't like, they make the connection? Well, just like why, like you said. So a lot of them are sisters of people that he worked with, but that's mm. not like <laughs> that to me isn't enough to be like, oh yeah, come on in. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not a close enough to like he has to be either pretending to. Yeah, you I see don't, what I'm saying? He's either trying to be friendly with them just to get close to them to get in their apartments, or he's like, I don't know a lot about the town that he lived in, but I have I want to try to imagine that it's probably like a small town because this is all a very short period of time apart from it. Like we've only covered a couple years at this point too, mm-hmm. so it just seems weird that he's able to get close to all these people enough to murder them in their homes when you know they're employees at best and they're friends and relatives of employees at worst. Like, that's just still not enough of a connection, I would think, to be able to get that close to them. And the way people talked about him on the documentary that I watched is, like, he was just, he was very charismatic, and a lot of people liked him, and he was friends with a lot of people. So he was kind of a schmoozer, sounds like. I understand that, you know, you need a job. And if you start working at Taco Bell because you need a job, I get that. Mm-hmm. But if you're working at a Taco Bell where you know people are being murdered, I'm not fucking hanging out with any of you. <laughs> I mean, I y'all think can would. catch me later in Taco Hell because I'm not. Uh, you think I would? Yeah. Why? Because you're a people person. People, but yeah, not people that are being murdered at Taco Bell. Like if there was a. If I'm still working at Walmart or Lowe's and there was a. People started dying, <laughs> you'd be what like. About, what about the theater? If I was working at the theater, at the theater, <laughs> God, cut this man off. Let me tell you something. Come here. He said one truly and some taco, two trulys and some Taco Bell. I mean, truly, let me tell you something. I had a, I had a shot of Old Smoky. Oh, that's true. Um, if I'm working at the theater, my tongue like swells up when I go to say theater for some reason. And there's like the the, the theater torturer. And he's <laughs> he's knocked off like four people. I've worked with you at the theater, Trent. If you're like, want to hang out tonight? I'm going to be like, nah. He's going to be like, no, I've watched too many scary movies for that shit. Oh, no, I guess that's kind of different since I've known you for so long. Or but am I, I just charismatic and getting close to you? No, you could be, but like I'm just saying Henry. like, I've known you for a while. But if it was like when we first started working there, yeah, I probably wouldn't hang out with you if we that's were all That's a good point, off. too. The fact that you've known him for a while would make your... Decision feel a little different. Like, um, I feel like considering these are people that he works with at Taco Bell and his sister's friends, like, there's a good chance they probably yeah, went to school together. If he, if you know, have known him for like a few years, then I'll give yeah. you, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But like, if people are getting knocked off, like, I'm not, I don't trust anybody, especially you, you little beady ad possum. Yeah, <laughs> and we all know a lot of serial killers are good at manipulating people, so. Well, that's why I was kind of wondering how how he how close he was to these people because if it was mm-hmm. if he actually had good relationships with them, I think he would have to be a pretty big suspect for all these. But if he was just like knew who they were, kind of knew a little bit about them, and maybe like followed them home or broke into their houses, then that'd be a little bit easier to cover your tracks, maybe. But and see, that was the thing too. Like he knew all these people well enough to where they let him in because there was never any signs of like any forced entry. Oh, hey, Henry, come on in, bud. Yeah. Don't got mind some taco, if I do. You got some Taco Bell with you? Come on <laughs> in. Yeah. Got these chalupas, girl. Let me in. March well, 8th. this is just a bag full of ropes. This isn't tacos at all in here. If only he would have cared enough to use ropes, but he did not. 
I don't know where the strangling comes in. I can't wait to hear this part. <laughs> March 8th, 1994, Wallace robbed and strangled Betty Jean Falcon. Uh, <laughs> Asking you shall receive. He strangled the last like one, three or four, hasn't he? Oh, has he? It's always raped and strangled. I know the last several have been raped and strangled so far. He's like the necktie murderer from yeah. Frenzy. He's, he's using a towel, though, for most of these. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> Balcom and Wallace's girlfriend were co-workers. Afterward, he took valuables from the house and left the apartment, taking her car. He pawned everything except the car, which he left at a shopping center. That's not the only thing he left, though, because he also left a clear palm print on the trunk of the car. Ooh, he didn't cover his tracks. Right. And at this time, Henry had left most of his crime scenes virtually evidence-free. So this would be the first big slip-up in his crime spree. Hmm. Um, let's see. Dusting like the palm print. Is that mild sauce? What is that? <laughs> not a damn clue. So uh, police presence was a little bit heavier at this time because obviously they were... I would hope so. Yeah, finding a lot of dead bodies in this area. But even so, Wallace went back to that same apartment complex that night. And on March 8th of 1994, knowing that he had... uh, Knowing that a man named Bernice Woods would be at work, he would have access to Woods' girlfriend. So... Brandy June Henderson was at home alone, and Wallace knew this. Wallace went to her apartment. Uh, she let him in, and Wallace raped Henderson while she held her baby. Oh, my God. God. I know. Henderson's boyfriend would return later to find her strangled to death, and her son, who was 10 months old, was gasping for air with a towel wrapped tightly around his neck. Oh, Henry. Yeah. Luckily, the son survived, though. Yeah. He survived. The son did survive. Uh, Wallace rapes and stabs 35-year-old Deborah Ann Slaughter next, another co-worker of his former girlfriend. Slaughter was a tall and strong woman, and she fought her attacker. Her name was Slaughter? Yeah. I thought you said he slaughtered someone. (laughs) Her name was Slaughter. Deborah Ann Slaughter. Uh, she is remembered for having, uh, she's remembered for her laugh, her humor, and a beautiful singing voice that she displayed in the church choir. And, uh, March 13th, 1994, Henry Wallace is arrested and spends about approximately 20 or 12 hours confessing to the murders of 10 women in Charlotte. Wait, why was he arrested? Why was he arrested? Yeah. Uh... I guess, okay, according to the documentary I watched, uh, they made the connection that it was Henry Wallace because he used one of the victim's ATM card, and when he used the card, it you know, it snaps a picture of you every time you use the ATM. You dumb bitch, Henry. Yeah, so Henry Wallace had this gold, this big gold uh, cross earring that he would wear in his left ear. <laughs> Like Mr. T? <laughs> yeah, almost like he wanted to get caught. And they saw that on the ATM photograph. And uh, later, when Henry was brought up as a suspect, because remember I told you on the first one they questioned him uh-huh. about the rape and murder? 
So they were looking at him again, and they noticed in one of his pictures that he was wearing a similar cross. How could someone who's so meticulous and, and you know, cleans his crime scenes and doesn't leave anything behind do something so stupid? Right. Good thing he did, but. Yeah. So they made that connection. They uh, picked him up for some questioning. Um, and then after they picked him up for that questioning, he spent about 12 hours confessing to the murders of 10 women in Charlotte. It'd be funny if they just like had no like leads or anything. They were just, I really like that gold cross earring you got. It was me. Yeah. It was me. <laughs> it was me. I did it, okay? I did it. Yeah. I was just going to ask where you got that earring, but okay, booking. He, he apparently had no problem like confessing to it as soon as he was picked up. Like maybe he did want to get caught then at that point. Maybe that's why he uses the card. Yeah, uh, he was so quick to confess. Maybe he's like, I can't do this anymore. Someone catch me for crying out loud! What I watched was a episode of a docu series called First Blood, and the Henry Wallace story is I episode seven of it. Yeah. They do first but blood. during the police interview, he's all I wanted was something to eat. He's very much calm, cool, collected. Where can this documentary be found, Wells? To anyone listening? Uh, I watched it on Amazon Prime, but you can also watch it on Hulu, and you can watch it on uh, Philo if you have that. First Blood, yeah, listeners, if you want to go watch this documentary. I believe it's also on... Uh, what was the other one? Amazon Prime, Philo, A&E, if you have the A&E app. Okay. Yeah. First Blood, that's the one where he came back from the war, right? He was in that not that one, no. Movie. Not the Sylvester Stallone. You're thinking of John Rambo. <sighs> All I wanted was some name. <laughs> some king shit cop. So like I said, he after he was picked up, uh, he spent 12 hours confessing to the murders of 10 women in Charlotte. He described in detail the women's appearance and how he'd raped, robbed, and killed them. He also spoke about his crack addiction. During his interviews, Henry Wallace is very calm, collected, and he seems to be telling the truth. He is also observed as being extremely intelligent and polite. Now, my own experience while I was watching his interviews, that was what creepy to me is like how intelligent he was and just like how normally seemed. Like I could see how a lot of these people were duped because the way he was talking, I was like, he seems like God I'd love to have a conversation with. You watch a lot more true crime than me, though. Don't you feel like that's kind of the theme with a lot of these killers? Yeah, but then again, a lot of them you could just like kind of see the crazy in their eye. It's not the case with Henry Wallace. Hmm. So after an all-night interrogation, Wallace was ready to reveal his list of victims. Police were expecting him to list about three or four names, but he wound up listing ten names and one question mark. The question mark would later be determined to be his first victim, who was the only chosen, the only one that was chosen at random. So he knew he had killed the first one. He just didn't know who she was. So that was kind of like his trial run to see if this was something he was going to like or something. Yeah, that was the one that started it all, and he decided that uh, he kind of liked it. He kind of liked how it felt. On January 7th, 1997, Wallace was found guilty of nine murders. On January 29th, he was sentenced to nine death sentences. On January 5th, 1998, Wallace married a former prison nurse in a ceremony that was held next to the execution chamber where he's been held 
and sentenced to die. Question. Yep. Why was he only found guilty in nine? Well. They didn't know who the tenth was at the time, did they? Well, the eleventh was the mystery, right? I'm sorry, mm-hmm. the eleventh. Yeah. Uh, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, that actually wasn't explained in the documentary or anything that I read, so I just assumed that hmm. uh, even though he initially confessed to ten of them, they probably just didn't have the evidence to put all of them on him, which once you have like nine, you really don't need the other two. Well, yeah, but you also got to think about like justice for the families too. Like what if you're the one family that they didn't find him guilty of killing your you know, daughter or yeah. whoever? Like that would suck. True. Yeah. Like, really? You're going to find him with these other nine? Yeah. Just round it up. Just, just weird why they didn't do that. It is. I agree with you. Um, Henry Wallace has since made several attempts to appeal his death sentences, claiming that his constitutional rights were violated and that he was tricked into confessing. His appeals have all been denied, and Wallace remains on death row to this day. Tricked into confessing? To this day. To this day. Yeah. Uh, I get worse and worse each time I do it. You do. It's those truly. I don't man. know what it is. It truly is. Yeah. I don't even like truly. Trent made me drink these. I gave those to you like three months ago. <laughs> It was a month ago. I'm trying to get to them, but they're so bad. You look like you're struggling over there a little bit. There's citrus punch. I don't know if your belly is having a weird reaction to the Taco Bell after <laughs> listening to this story. I feel like I'm going to strangle. If your stomach's like feeling guilty now, trying yeah. to process all this food. It is. So that is the story of Henry Wallace, a.k.a. the Taco Bell Strangler. So he's still on death row. Mm-hmm. Awaiting his death. That he is. Mm. Thoughts on Henry Wallace, the Taco Bell Strangler? I mean, where was this at? South Carolina, right? Yep. South Carolina. Still, Corey, get out of there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, until Corey sends us a picture, I'm not convinced that he's not sitting next to him right now. Yeah. If I was a Taco Bell Strangler and I got let out of death row, first place I'd go, Taco Bell. Why yeah, not? He, he was born in Barnwell, South Carolina. And that's where most of this takes place. I need to go a little bit north, but I don't want to go too north. I'll go to the Midwest. Let me go to Indiana. Madison's right along the bridge. Mm-hmm. Right along the bridge. Right along the river. I'll cross the bridge. I mean, if Kat Von D can make it here all the way from California, surely Henry can make it here from Carolina. <laughs> we already know how charismatic and trusting he can come across. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he could hitchhike his way here. Um, thoughts about the murders? Obviously awful. Anytime we do these true crimes, they're always awful. Um, I don't know. I feel like when we're... Not always. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on who's murdered. Um, No, I was going to say, I feel like when we we do these serial killer episodes, I feel like you get kind of two two different things. You get the killers that just kill people randomly, just for the thrill of it. And then you get guys like this sicko that actually uses his either his position of power as like a manager or he uses his re- relationships with people and exploits Why them. Why you point to me when you said this sicko? Oh, I guess it was just a Freudian slip. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I think that's almost worse in a way. Like, obviously, it's all bad serial killers, you know, but like the random ones. There he is. I'm oh showing them a picture of Henry Wallace right now. Okay, not bad. I just wasn't. Ready. I googled him earlier. Yeah, oh, we'll we'll, sh- we'll share this. Uh, if I'm not being a lazy ass, we'll share this on our social medias. 
But like, yeah, anyway, the point I was trying to get to was that the serial killers that are actually people that you kind of know and come from a place of trust and like those are those are even worse. Yeah. I mean, if you get randomly killed by someone, you know, that's horrible, but and I will tell you all right now, while watching the documentary that I watched, I watched it twice because I was so like enthralled with it. Uh, you were taking notes, you bastard. Yeah, that too. But Get a job at Taco Bell. The parts that like your college students. The parts that had my attention most was actually when Henry Wallace was talking, because like I said, he was working it on you. Yeah, like I said, he's just so he sounds so intelligent when he's talking. While he was he talking, just, Wells was filling out a Taco Bell application. Never. He's got the gift gab. Mm-hmm. No, I, I. You know that's. That's that's pretty scary when you when you think about how he used his charisma and like i said his his trust and relationships with people to get close to people to kill like that's just it's pretty freaky makes you think about who you know yeah and the fact that he grew up in an abusive household do you all like kind of give him some kind of leeway for that or no i don't give serial killers leeway for nothing however we've been doing this podcast a while now we've clearly seen a theme with all these with mommy issues yeah, mommy and daddy issues, abusive upbringings, you know, it's always the same. And it sucks. You know, I feel bad for anyone, any child that has to grow up like that and, and endure that kind of thing. But, you know, I don't know. I don't want to just, like, be, like, let people off the hook because it's like, oh, they had a shitty childhood. That's why they were going around killing people. Like, no, I'm not going to say that, but. Yeah. Well, like, it's weird because he had a pretty normal, like, high school uh, experience, I would say, like, like I said, he was a cheerleader because his mom wouldn't let him play football. So he got pretty popular doing that. And then he was on the student council. He had a lot of friends, but mom, can I be on the football team? You could cheer him on. Yeah, right. <laughs> Wonder if he was like the type that, so he was a cheerleader. So he probably had a lot of lady friends being a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about the student council. Maybe that's mostly female, but he kind of almost sounds like one of those guys that's kind of like gets in with a lot of women, like in the friend zone maybe, but never actually gets close with anyone beyond that. And so maybe he takes his frustrations out on all these women, and that's why he... I feel attacked. Okay, and I I will say this. I did leave this out of what I wrote, but uh, his first incident actually happened. Like there was was no rape or murder that happened as a result of it, but... Well, that was the random one, right? Is that what you're talking about? No, even before that, there was an incident with a uh, 14- or 15-year-old girl... He was on his way to school, and she was walking, and he decided to pick her up and give her a ride. It was someone he knew, somebody's little sister, and he picked her up, and uh, under the guise that he was going to give her a ride to school, and he drove her to, like, a wooded area. Ian has pulled the Svetka out. He drove her to a wooded area and tried to, like, uh, ask her if she'd have sex with him. She said no. That's what I'm saying, yeah, like all these sexually uh, motivated uh, yeah. crimes and murders. Yeah, he said that she said no, but he continued to try to, like, force himself on her. He said he was rubbing her legs and thighs, and she still was saying no. And, and he, he says that no rape happened. Well, are we he just let it go. No, we're not going to believe him, but that's what he said. But, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, all these victims are women. None of them were men, right? Yep, they're so, all women. There's definitely a sexual motivation there. And so, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I could see him being the kind of, like, you know close guy friend that these women all either trusted or looked up to or something mm-hmm. and, and was close with. And then it's a good he, thing we don't know anybody like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no 
nobody we know in the friend zone. Mm-hmm. Definitely not Ian Torrance. We've all been friend zone. I'm not trying to call anyone out, but he just. <laughs> you know those crickets? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was talking purely about Henry, bad Henry Lewis the third. Don't compare me to bad Henry. I'm good Ian. Bad Henry. And you tie those back to the mommy issues. You know, there's always that sick, weird connection there, too. Hmm. You got mommy issues, Ian? No. (laughs) His mom was actually all right. The only thing that she ever did to him was to... Actually, she did it to us all, was to leave us there to babysit Riley all the time. (laughs) (laughs) But at least we had each other, buddy. That's right. Somebody had to take care of That's right. But yo, uh, hey, you guys just babysitting for a couple of hours and I'll be back and doesn't come back till four o'clock in the morning. And whose mother was she with? Your mother. Well, we don't Bad talk about influence. That. Don't bring it up. Oh shit, Ian. Yeah, we had a good time though. <laughs> we did have a good time. It brought us closer together. That's right. Mothers out there listening, be good to your sons. Yeah. You never know what you're gonna raise. Exactly. Huh. Well, so, Fathers, I mean, be good to your daughters. <laughs> the connection is definitely there, though. Like, his mom was very bad to him, and all of his victims were women, so. Did that sound anything like John Mayer? I keep on waiting, waiting, waiting for the world change. To answer your question, no. Neither one of us sounded anything <laughs> remotely close to John Mayer. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a story I'd never heard of. That's, yeah. Sad for all these women. Um, I don't think Taco Bell is going to be sponsoring this episode. Probably a bit not. of a bad look for Taco Bell. So, real quick, what? let's give a you know let's let's give a salute to Henry. By salute, I don't really? mean salute. What? I mean our our horror you know salute. A good old oh fuck that guy. guy. I was a little worried at first. I like, yeah, I didn't know what not salute an anti him and fuck you an anti salute if you will. We gotta watch out. Hey, you know what? Good on him. <laughs> you smear a good name like Taco Bell, and you take advantage of all these women That's that because if trust you, you and eat Taco Bell, you. you smear a few things later in the bathroom. That's yeah. true. We need to get a check in from Corey. I wonder if he's still with us. <laughs> I wonder if he, yeah. Bad Henry. Uh, oh, and as I was telling you all, like I wanted to get Cody Hill. If you're listening to it, you bastard. I wanted to get him on this episode because I learned a fun fact about him at his wedding a couple months ago. He has, in fact, tried every Strangled single... Strangled a person to talk about? Oh. Maybe. I don't know how he lives his life. But he has, in fact, tried every menu or item on the Taco Bell menu. Hmm. So I figured he could be our expert guest, but he was not able to... Our expert it. witness? Yeah. I, so, Cody, what was Henry thinking in these moments when he looked... I didn't, I didn't hear him say that at his wedding. Oh... It was during the reception you were gone at that time. I would like to issue a public apology. <laughs> you know, Cody, though, to Cody Hale and yeah. his wife, Janae, because I... I, I believe it was Jamila that told us that during her speech at the reception. We're going to have to get him on to verify, because, you know, menus change a lot at fast food restaurants. No, so trust me, he's had it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, has he had the grilled cheese dipping tacos yet? That's just new. I don't know. Svetka, well, you've never done me wrong, have you? Zine's over there drinking this Svetka. <laughs> I'm in the good one. The rest of us are dreaming about tacos. Trent, you got something? Taco Bell does sound kind of good right now. I was thinking lie. the same. I feel evil saying that. I should not even want to touch this stuff, but. 
Uh, it wasn't Taco Bell they did wrong. It was no, no. It was it was Taco Bell. We all. <laughs> The story speaks for itself. Taco Bell made him do it. Anyone that could hire a man so evil and keep him on Mm -hmm. for this whole year and a half to two years that all these murders were taking place, and not once did they suspect him. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. Shame on Taco Bell. Shame on the South Carolina, whatever town this was, police. Charlotte, is that what you said? Barnville. Barnville. Yeah. I believe it was called Barnville. That might be in North Carolina. Let's look to make sure Shame on all of you, because it sounds like we didn't talk about that either, but all these true crime cases usually involve botched investigations. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this one was probably either a botched investigation or one that wasn't done. You know what? Barnwell, not Barnville. Barnwell. Trent, how about this? Me and you right now. We'll flip a coin. Heads Carolina, tails California. (laughs) I got to say, I don't feel We've been recording for 59 minutes, and the spectrum we've gotten from Ian Torrance from the beginning to now... (laughs) It's shocking. I gotta say though, he this time putting it away over there, putting it away. I don't put fault on the police. I, I don't think it was a botched investigation. Um, according to him, or according to them, he just left the crime scene so clean. They, but again, literally it, had no evidence. I know it's easy for us to sit here and listen to the story thirty years later and connect the dots, but it just seems so obvious that all these people that are connected with this Taco Bell that they wouldn't. You know, draw some lines. Put two and two together. You would think, but again, maybe it's just we have the benefit of having all the information here. And well, okay, let's say that Ian's still working at the theater, Mm. and all these people who work at the theater are coming up dead. Would we really like suspect him? Even if I'm not saying we would necessarily say Ian's our number one suspect, but I would think you would have to go through everybody at the theater and do your due diligence. You're fucking fired. How about that? (laughs) I mean, now I remember, like they did talk to the Henry during some of their investigations because he helped, like, actually report some of them. And maybe he was a suspect, and like you said, the the crime scenes were so clean they just didn't have anything to put on him. I mean, maybe it was just one clean. of those dealios. Mm-hmm. Clean poops. That's right. I know a thing or two about some clean poops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not today though, so much. I know that's a little TMI, but it's not been the cleanest day for old clean did poops you have over Taco here. Bell? Was it because of that walking talker? <laughs> no, I haven't pooped since then. It was before that. So let me ask you this. Speaking of pooping. <laughs> this is how we're going to end the episode. No, no, no. Are we going to be pooping anytime soon? Our paranormal. Oh, taking poops paranormal, on the road, you mean? No, our professional, professional organization, organization of paranormal, paranormal, paranormal studies. studies. I don't know. We should. We've talked about it for, what, a year now? Yeah. We've not done anything yet. So it's funny because I was Means even made his t-shirts. And- procrastination at its finest. So a friend of mine has gone back and listened to a bunch of episodes, and she had brought up what episode she was on. So I'm like, I'm going to go back and listen because I don't remember anything that she's talking about. I'm sure it's not Cassandra Usually pretty Hernandez. Shit-faced. Cassandra Kenneth Hernandez is her <laughs> full name. You get it right, sir. <laughs> I will next time. Probably. I miss you, Cassandra. You're not dead. You're alive. But I mean- uh, was, she with, was she with Corey at that Taco Bell? She we don't actually, know. Yeah, she's. Oh, that's all right. We haven't heard oh from God. Corey since then. So, on a serious note, I went back and listened, and bullshit you not, it was literally in one of our September episodes when Means brought up the paranormal, the poops, basically. A year ago to like today almost, we brought this up, and he said, we should go in October, and we all agreed on tape. We never went. But. But Here's the thing. Also, none of us have ever given him our shirts to make the poop shirts either. I thought he did make some. No, he told us to bring our own shirts, and none of us uh, ever did. I don't remember him saying that. He did say that. Well, full disclosure, this is not uh, a all-encompassing excuse because you said it's been a year, so it's not going to cover the whole year. But honestly, the podcast 
it's our baby, but it is taking a bit of a, a back seat, and I'm going to do another cheap plug too. But we've been focusing a lot on our horror film festival that's coming up soon. Plug horror at the Ohio, and so our podcast and podcast related activities have definitely um, not been as prioritized as they should be. So you know we we are very thankful for all our loyal, loyal listeners who tune in every week, and even if you're new listeners, go check out our old stuff. But we will do fun stuff like poops in the future, right? Before it's all said and done, before we close up shop and call this a day on this podcast, we will do at least one poops. We're pooping soon. Journey. I want to do this yes, real we soon. Are. Especially like with the fall transitioning in. Uh, it's going to be cooler out. Yep. So we talk a big game, you know, but we need to make sure people are we into start it. Go fund me so we can travel. Well, that's the other thing, too. Like, we need the feedback from you guys because we don't want to go out and do all this work unless we know that everyone's listening and wants to hear it. Like, we need more comments. We need more engagement on our social Trent, medias. You know it's going to have to be put on YouTube, right? So you got to show your face. Well, I know we... you're in the witness protection program. But... I don't know what you're talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my was, gosh, that's a Taco Bell strangler. That was weird that my voice changed. Um, so, yeah, comment on our shit. Talk to us. Let us know you're listening. Email us. I don't know. Just Comment engage with us. Comment on our poops. Let us know if you'd want to see a poops uh, ghost hunt. You know, we'll do it. We'll do it for you. We're going to bring back the TikTok. Ian and Ian are both. We're asking about it earlier. Well, we're we're going to be ticking and we're going to be talking. They're going to have access to that no, and they're no, going to start no. running that. And again, don't forget the festival is coming up October twentieth and twenty first. There's a festival. So, <laughs> what festival? If you're in or around Madison, Indiana, come check out Horror at the Ohio. I feel like I hijacked Wells' episode with all this cheap promotion. Oh, no, you're good. Uh, but we were kind of wrapping up, so I wanted to make yeah. sure I got it all in. But, um, yeah, Horror at the Ohio. It's our second annual film festival. We've got original films. We've got classic films. We're going to have a prom. Oh, an original film. Torrens is going to dress up. We're going to have what, what, what was that DJ last part? and alcohol. Well, and what we're going to have that last part? costumes and decorations. And Trent, was it Torrens is going to what? Classic films, uh, horror prom. No, you said DJ. Torrens is going to. Um, dress up. Torrance is going to dress up. We're going to have food trucks. We're going to have candy. We're going to have right here on the podcast. So if he doesn't do it, folks, I'd like for you to call him out, please. Hold on a second. I'm not. I'm more than likely not dressing up. Speaking of poops. Speaking of poops. (laughs) Party pooper. Mm. Where's that pop filter that means always uses? Party pooper over here. Okay. Ian may or may not dress up. That remains to be seen. But come to the festival and find out. Second annual Horror at the Ohio Film Festival. I'm going to dress up. I just don't know what yet. I haven't put a lot of thought into it. Yeah, I might be dressing up a couple times. A couple times. So with all that said and out of the way and all the boring stuff over with, I'm going to throw it back to Wells and let him uh, put a bow on this episode. You're going to throw it back to me? I'll throw it back to you. I just caught you. Widen it up, wrapping it up and putting a bow on it, and I'm going to say that's all I have for you tonight. We've uh, talked to you about Henry Lewis Wallace, a.k.a. Lewis Henry Wallace. Lewis Lewis Bad Henry Wallace, a.k.a. the Taco Bell Strangler. And if you want to know more about him, there's lots of videos on YouTube you can check out. Uh, As I said, the first Blood episode is uh, episode 7 of that series. It's really good. You should check it out. Uh, see if you felt the same way I felt about Henry Wallace, like when he's talking. And as you're sitting there chewing on your Taco Bell right now, listening to this episode, we know you are, and we know who you are. 
Think about with each bite. Think about these victims. With each bite, okay. pour a little, <laughs> pour a little mild sauce out for each one. If you start to take too big of a bite and you start to choke, we want you to think about it. <laughs> they Remember to, those. They who, start to strangle on their Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was bad. That's not cool. Yeah, <laughs> they start to strangle I mean, on their Taco. Bell. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> My comment Stop, came from really a genuine, ridiculous. genuine place. It, 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 did. it did get kind of weird, but. It, it always gets weird on that's this how podcast. We, that's how we do. That's yeah. how we end episodes. That's so. when people take away. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you. Blah, blah, blah. I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate you it's all hanging so with us for as long as you did. Uh, I hope you, I hate to say enjoyed this story, but I hope you found it interesting enough to maybe look into it a little bit more yourself. I found it interesting. I'd never heard it before, so yeah. I appreciate the enlightenment. No doubt. Thank you. But uh, that's all we have for you on this episode, and... I am Ian. I'm Ian. <laughs> I am a mouthful of spread of God. wasn't expecting him. He is drunk, Ian. And I am Trent. That's right. This has been the Who Are You Know podcast. I think I'm going to go get some Taco Bell now. Wait. I would wait because he's still out there. Man. Until we get word from Corey that it's safe. <laughs> wait a minute. Why is Corey sitting in a Taco Bell eating? Yeah, he has children. Oh, what's he doing? <laughs> <laughs>